The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, two minutes past three. Welcome to the show, Kimbo and the Roots with you. We're on the road today, live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. Find your next Hyundai at Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. And also a big thank you to our good friends at IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it, and Brasilia Coffee. We have a solid show today, hopefully. Let's welcome the Roach. What's the matter, you? Hey, God, no What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's Why? not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. A big uh, good afternoon to Michelangelo, Richie. Good to be on the road again, Rooch. Hello, Kim. Do you feel at home? Oh, well, close to Prospect Oval. You should. Yeah. No, it's all Bring about back great memories? Yeah, back in my hood and when we were about 14, 15 and I grew up in Greenacres. Mum and Dad had let us walk down with our mates to Edna's Billiard Hall here on Main North Road. It's no longer there. But we what an upbringing. Yeah, well, it was good. And <laughs> yes. uh, we'd always do this thing where we were walking home. If you were on the inside next to a fence, you'd get pushed over the fence into the flowers in someone's house. All those silly you things you did. Reckless boys. Yes. Uh, no, it's good to be out here. Big thank you to Dealer Principal too, yes. Daniel Monday, uh, for the hospitality out here at Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. It's a beautiful dealership. Stack of cars out here as well, Roach. We'll talk about those a little bit later. I, uh, I said a solid show coming up. I'm looking forward to it, Roach. 3.35, Crows AFLW star, Stevie Lee Thompson, better known as... Speedy Lee Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, beautifully done. Crows take on North Melbourne a Sunday, 2.35 at Cooper's Stadium. So it's second v third, North Melbourne in third place. So it'll be a good game. At 3.50, Roach. Mm. Big scoring too, I would think, wouldn't it? Um, teams know how to load up the scoreboard. Yeah, they're two of the more attacking yeah. sides. At 3.50, we're heading live to the Adelaide Oval. Mm. We'll have a chat to Tommy Cooper, former Redback. Uh, South Australia and WA doing battle in the Shield game. WA won the toss. Uh, how are things situated? Well, a few of their boys are making starts. Mr Bancroft, is he one of the most... Um Crucified cricketers of our time? Well, Is that the way to describe he it? Didn't I mean, have he's not g- the principal... Villain of a moment, is he? Well, he was only a junior, basically. <laughs> but he seems he? to have taken the biggest pain from it. You do this. Put that sandpaper down your jaw. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, I know, I know. Well, I know. What are you carrying on for? I know. Well, it's not the thing we're supposed to be doing, Kim. As cricketers, well, well, are we? I think everyone knows, Rog. Oh, yeah. The English no, don't let go of it. It was an embarrassing moment. It yeah, was. Well, he made 57 as Western Australia started at 3 for 163 now after 57 overs. Oh, right. yeah, so there are a few of them making starts, but... Yeah, we'll get an update there, and we'll also talk to Tommy about the World Cup match last night because he actually represented the uh, Netherlands through his heritage, heritage team. Yes, mm. and uh, that was a massive performance by the Australians at 4:20. Rupert Sapul, three-time NBL champion, will join us. He's part of the SEN family. He does special comments. Uh, the 36ers taking on the Breakers in New Zealand. That gets underway at 5 p.m. Rupert's not there, but he'll preview the game for us. Mm. That will be a tough road trip, and then at at 4.35, Roach, we're joined by Alyssa, Alicia Canavas to talk about the Matildas taking on a round tonight. It gets underway at 9.30. Um, where's the stadium, Roach? It's not Perth Stadium. 
Uh, well, it used to be Perth Oval, where East Perth used to play yep. waffle games in the year of the great waffle Western Australian football competition. Then it became a rectangular stadium, which all soccer fans will know is where Perth Glory play. HBF Park, we That's get it. a sponsorship name for. to it. So they can get, well, if you stretch it, 20,500. Yep. So they, they have two games there, one at Optus, three-game series, Olympic qualifier towards Paris. Sold out. So technically, if every person who has a ticket turns up, we're going to have 100,000 people see the Matildas in a three-game stand five years after they had to really struggle to get 8,000 people to watch them. I love it. They got so some... that's the momentum the World Cup's built for. Yeah, and uh, they've got some great characters in their team as, as well. Uh, plus, plus Perth has great pride in Sam Kerr. Yes, uh, they, they do. Home they used City. to feel that way about her brother. Um, let's move and right father. on. Yes, yes. Yeah, former Port Adelaide player. Yes. Uh, we'll hear from the coach, Tony Roger. Gustafsson, who's had an interesting journey uh, as the Australian head coach, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm intrigued as to how anyone would review his World Cup. There were some moments where we were all double-guessing what he was doing, but in the end... Well, well, well you can now. You've got the advantage of being retrospective. Yeah, well, Why are you casting doubts? Well, there were moments where the questions were worth asking about the lineups. The well, way well, which well, well, what did you mark him in the end? Out of 10? Well, no. no let's no, go 13. Well, it could be A, B, C, D. You know, there's different <laughs> out of 10, Out then. of 10, I'd probably give him a six and a half. Oh, really? Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's, that, I don't know if that's... Well, what would you give him? Well, I'm not qualified, Roach, but uh, I, I'd say the way he put the, brought the girls together, he was out his, without his best player, mm. and the fact they finished fourth uh, in the world, I think he deserves more than six and a half. Well, mm. That's a oh, very... Yeah. Critical There's assessment. Right, yeah. People can have their say. There's a lot more qualified people out there than uh, our good selves reach when it comes to the world game, or especially me. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Let's look back at it. Six and a half. The reach gives mm, Gustav. That's what I've given him. All right, I'm giving him seven and a half. Okay. Then. All right, I think that's You're fair. You're a generous man. Well, we fourth in the world. Yeah, it's the highest we've ever finished. Yeah, just felt. There were moments where it could have been better. And if you do the old dollar for dollar, what our girls were getting paid up against the talent they were against. Oh, well, if we do that, then New Zealand's world champions at everything, aren't they? No, no, they're, no, they're not. Oh, they're very good for the way in which no, they, they got bu- they got bundled, dollar dollar. They got bundled out very early, Rich. I mean, in world sport. Yeah, well, they got Olympics. bundled out in the World Cup. All right, you can tell it's been a long year, can't you, eh? <laughs> but we do have some good news. I always feel funny when we're doing it live from a dealership because there's people in there looking at cars and I feel like I have to talk quieter, Rooch. Well, we could do, you can do the billiards as Eddie Lowe. Oh, do the Eddie yes, Lowe. yes. Eddie, Eddie Carlton yeah. was world champion, yeah. the great Australian. Uh, but I Whisper. won't. I'll be loud and proud. Yep. How would you like to be a part of Kimba and the Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes? Very excited about this. Only a couple of weeks to go before the Melbourne Cup. Now, in the next hour or hour and a half, you need to stay listening. We're going to do the old simple cue to call. This is what you have to listen for. When you hear that cue to call, that's Brendan Lyons, our panel operator back there, blowing the bugle himself. He's very talented. As uh, soon as you hear that cue to call, get on the phone, one 736 736 If you're one of the first five callers through, you go into the draw. Then we will do the sweepstakes on the Monday before 
the Melbourne Cup, which is run on the Tuesday. And if you draw the horse that wins, you get a $500 IGA voucher. Second place is a $200 one. Third place is $100. That is all thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. So stay listening when you hear the bugler, which sounds like this. That's enough, Lionsy. Yep, that's not it. Don't ring now. Still you, wish we had a prize for last. Yeah, no, Rooch. Some consolation prize. No, you stop rewarding mediocrity. <laughs> but it's a tradition. <laughs> so it's a tradition with Melbourne Cup sweeps that something happens oh, for the last no. horse. Well, there's lots of traditions that have gone by the way, isn't there? All right, let's reach. Uh, what time is it? Let's go around the ground. Yep. Uh, you got some news on Nathan Bassett? Well, I was flicking through those professional websites like LinkedIn last night mm. to see what jobs are available. Not that I'm looking for a job. <laughs> well, Just look. Well, no, you like to see how people are moving in the professional world. Uh, no, I think you're on the hunt. What's going on there? Well, no, I just looked to see where people were. Like Lucas Funton, who used to be at Port Adelaide, now joined Adelaide United. Mm-hmm. That popped up as a notification, so I kept looking to see well, who else We found out about that from Adelaide United. Yeah, well, look, it's the first time I've ever heard you moved. going through these uh, websites, Rich. Well, there you are. But Mercedes, is it Mercedes? or Yeah, it's Mercedes College. Yep. That's how they pronounce it. Well, they've posted a beautiful picture of Nathan Bassett holding... All sorts of sporting equipment. I thought, well, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Is he doing a guest speaking or something like that? And it says, soon to start there as Director of Sport, Curricular Sport Forum, Nathan Bassett. Went through his whole resume of his stuff in well, football. So you think, you know, he's recently out of Port Adelaide, where he was the defence coach, long-term assistant coach. All right, there's an opening at Adelaide, and he has been a forward coach at Port Adelaide as well. We know James Riley's moved back to Geelong. He has had an association with Matthew Nix, but haven't seen any movement in that space. And I don't imagine that... Well, Rich, is it a full-time job? It's a good question. It's a really good so question. So what is the breaking news that well, you I, have? Well, I take from that he's not moving out of Adelaide, which means he's not going to stay in AFL footy. Because so you said to me when we were driving out there, you had this story that Nathan Bassett th- has a new gig. So well, is it a full-time gig? gig? Well, it doesn't say if it's full-time. But right, I'm sure we'll if he's going to work on. in that space, he's not going interstate. Uh, no, well, he didn't want to go interstate yeah. with his kids as it is. And if it's a full-time job, there'd be more stability. Good on you, mm. Bass. I'll give you one more, route yes. before we jump into a break. Uh, I heard a little whisper mm. from uh, someone in the nose. It's not a biggie, but we'll get on to the sample about it. They've been using the Burley footballs, the WA balls. Uh, we used them one year back in the 80s or something. I thought they were bloody awful. They bounced all over the place. They're bigger, aren't they? Yeah, the we used to, they... it's a, they're longer. Well, I felt they were. And Can I say they're fatter? Does that no, give you just, you no, know, they well, that's not my recollection, but you might be right. Anyway, the, the sample have been using them, but they're now about to go to the Sharon football. Well, we need a bit of consistency all around, don't we? Well, we do. They put another company out of business, probably. But uh, back in the day, we used the Rossi Faulkners as well. Oh, yeah. That's all right. We are going back. Hey, we've got a bit, I can remember. We've got a bit more news to get through. Yeah. Uh, Roots around the grounds. There's a bit happening with a former Melbourne and Carlton defender. We'll get on to that. It's a good Kit, story, actually. Kitty Coleman, yeah, is about to sign a big deal as well for Brisbane. We'll take a break, though. It's 3.13. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth, located at 147 Main North Road. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots.
3.18 on a Thursday afternoon, 19 degrees outside. We're on the road. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth, and we're here due to the great support we get from Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Just on Coffee Roots, here's a text from our good friend Modbury Mac. He says, Roots was on the uh, LinkedIn website looking up a barista course. No. Any, no, no, tru- no, no, no truth, truth in that, Roach. I was actually looking up some freelance writing, but... Ah, were Because you? they send you notifications saying you are suited to this job. Yeah, and what uh, were you suited to? Freelance writing. Oh, they don't, not a particular Oh, form. there were heaps of them, Kim. There were about mm. seven jobs available. Why don't you branch out into life advice and stuff like that? No, no. I don't need the headache. M- moustaches, maybe. No. The art of growing a moustache. No, no, no. All right, let's move along. Hey, the Dockers are chasing a uh, former Melbourne and Carlton defender. This Interesting story. Great story. You talk about second, third, or fourth chances. Mm. How's this? Oscar McDonald had a back injury that put him off the Carlton list at the end of 2022. Yep. So Carlton's too risky to keep him on the list. He wants to revive his football career, goes to the VFL, joins Williamstown, and goes very, very well to the point whereby Fremantle has not only spoken to him but done the medicals and are thinking of picking him up as a delisted free agent, which uh, would add he's played, what, 81 games for Melbourne, five for Carlton, which mm-hmm. wasn't a great adventure. 27 years of age, has experience, has capability. The medicals will probably show, after what we've seen with him in the VFL this year, that he's fine. Great, I think, great I think, chance for I him. think he goes all right. Let's and they need a defender too. Yeah, well, they've lost Joel Hambling. Mm. Uh, not that he was getting a regular game. He's gone off to Sydney, hasn't it? Uh, Kitty Coleman uh, has always had talent, uses the ball brilliantly for Brisbane, but yeah. had an outstanding... What does that mean? Had an outstanding finals That's campaign. it. And what does that mean when you're a year out of your contract? Well, sign him up. Yes, that'll be interesting, that one, won't it, how that plays out? Because he would be of... His manager would be rubbing his hands, wouldn't he? Yep, so, so no, no info, what, three years or no... <laughs> It'd be interesting. The club would want to lock him up for a fair bit of time. I'm a little intrigued as to how he fits in that free agency space. Um, do, you, do you aim to f- come out like the clubs would hmm. prefer you not to be the year, or prefer you the year before, so they can get you again? And every manager wants you to be in the free agency year so you can play it. So I th- I think what would be, be his advantage? I think they'd be happy just, the club would be happy just to get two or three years yeah. out of him. He's already signed at the end of 2024. Mm. Hey, uh, let's talk netball just quickly. Australia took on South Africa. This was up in uh, Cairns. Uh, we had so they win. get off the kite from New Zealand to Cairns. Less than 24 hours later, they're playing a big international against South Africa. And it's in the end described such a great performance that it was a training drill for Australia. 62-43 win. Now go to Hobart, last two matches of the three-test series against South Africa. The girls are on a roll. Roots, yeah. let's have a listen to the final stages. Watson as the seconds are counted down by the fans at Cairns Convention Centre. Conan's goal is waved away. It's a 19-goal win for the Aussies. A long way from perfect, but they had their patches. And in the end, they cruised to victory. Against the Proteas, back on Australian soil. Go you diamonds, uh, going along beautifully. All right, we'll go into another break. Roots on the other side, we'll talk World Cup and we'll hear from Glenn Maxwell. I watched it last night, unbelievable. I think he was 14 off nine deliveries and uh, within 40 deliveries all up, he made a century, which what is the fastest. What did you advise him to do last time? At least look at one ball? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He looked at the first couple, got his eye in, and he went <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Uh, yeah, we love the support we get from IGA, supporting women in sport. 
The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. on a Thursday afternoon. We're on the road. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. Find your next Hyundai at Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. Appreciate their support. Hey, Roach, last night Australia absolutely flogged the Netherlands. To the point whereby they now have positives everywhere. 3-2 win loss count. Positive net run rate after going for 8 for 399. The Netherlands, the orange team, look lemon yellow when they were all out for 90 and 21 overs. And Davey Warner was good with a ton, but Glenn Maxwell was a superstar. Mm. We need to listen to all his highlights. He hit 100 or 40 deliveries. That will be one bounce for a bit of uh, innovation from Maxwell. 24th one-day international half-century has bought up in sublime style by Glenn Maxwell. He knows it. He's got a smile on his face. That's a half volley on middle leg, but no. He's launched it into the into the point stand. Such ridiculous skill, honestly. So good. So good. Over the head of Buster later for another six. That is brilliant from Maxwell. Oh, yeah. Sounded good. Plenty good enough over deep mid-wicket. 446, Maxwell to 89. Six more, Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> that has gone a long way into the grandstand. And again, Glenn Maxwell goes to 100. A second World Cup ton for Glenn Maxwell, his third in ODIs. And on the same ground and the same pitch as Aidan Markram set the record not long ago, Maxwell has obliterated it. Didn't have many high hopes. Yeah, I've been pretty quick the last couple of days. I feel like tonight I actually gave myself a chance to be able to play those shots at the back end where circumstances and pitch types I suppose in the first few games probably didn't allow me to. I was in a stage of rebuilding and trying to get through and trying to bat as long as I possibly could and just haven't probably had the opportunity and as I said last game had the opportunity and threw it away. The big show on the big stage, gee, it was good to watch. He was in the zone, Roots. A Texas comes through from Terry from Henley Beach. He said, what about Hooksy's 100 off 34 deliveries in 43 minutes? South Australia v Victoria in the Shield match. That was huge. That's the fastest uh, World Cup, World Cup century. Right. There have been three faster, I think, yep. in world cricket. I hope I've got that right. right. All right, we're right on 3.30. Roach, we'll go to the news on time, unless you can add something very quickly. I don't want to upset the newsroom. Okay, let's go to the news. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach. We're on the road today. We're not in Studio Lumo. They're at number one King William Street in the city. We're out at Stillwell Hyundai Narsworth, located at 147 Main North Road. If you're going by, come in and say g'day. Buy a car if you've got a bit of petty cash or leftover cash. Hey, before we get to our next guest, Roach, we did a nearest the pin last night. Yes. What are you laughing at? 
Oh, just imagining someone now going to the petty cash <laughs> container at their work and coming in now and saying, here you are, Kim, uh, which car, car can I have? You would have it in the Astro, your car, <laughs> Rich, you're that rich. Uh, last night we said, who wins between Australia and the Netherlands and what score would Australia get? It was for $100. We have a tie. And I'm a tightening, tie? Yeah, I'm tightening the per, the, uh, the purse strings, Rich. Uh, so we're going to split it. We have two winners, $50 each. Beats from the Bay said Australia to win and to score 400. So they scored 399. That is very near us. And the the Bandit from Finden said Australia to win and to score 398. So they're both one run off. So $50 IGA voucher each. All right, looking forward to chatting to our next guest. Talking of IGA, supporting women in sport. Well, One of the veterans. Is, this is an enormous game this weekend. The huge consequences game. are huge. Yes, well, Adelaide won a first uh, home final. They want to finish 1-2. They take on North Melbourne, sitting in third place. Mm. Let's, as we welcome Stevie Lee Thompson, better known as Speedy Lee. Hello, Stevie. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolute uh, pleasure. How are you finding things this year? Yeah, good. Obviously, the team's going really well and, yeah, just trying to take game by game and kind of play it like how we have in the last few weeks. How do you find it now? I I think I said you're one of the veterans. Well, you are. You're one of the more experienced players in the side now. How's this squad look to you compared to previous seasons? Yeah, I'm lucky enough to be to go through my eighth season um, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing all the young girls come through, they're definitely about to take me off my pedestal um, of the old veteran kind of thing. And <laughs> the 18-year-olds coming through, they just make me sometimes look silly. So, no, it's good to have um, a diverse team and the team is definitely looking really good. We've got great depth in the squad and we're able to kind of bounce off one another as well from young to old. Stevie, you do have that nickname, Speedy Lee, and you were one of the quickest players and still are one of the quicker players. But one thing we have noticed from the sidelines, the game has become a lot quicker. Is that more noticeable to you? And certainly Brisbane, uh, with the Premiership and Melbourne, the leg speed that they've had the last couple of years has been huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, every season, the uh, games have gotten a lot quicker. I just I think you just forget how fast and how much more skillful a lot of people are once you start playing them again. And each year is different. And, yeah, it's, it's great to see that every club is getting better and better every season. Stevie, a different week for you. For the first time this season, you've returned to the clubhouse on a Monday after a loss. Mm. Now, it was intriguing, this, because it wasn't a major loss, three points against a team that you've had a great rivalry with. What do you review? Do you take the positives or the negatives? Which was the greater emphasis this week? Honestly, we take both of them. Um, you can only learn from a lot of the negatives that you play. And every game that we do play, there is always going to be negatives and positives from it. And we just go go out on the training track on a Wednesday afternoon or a Wednesday during the day and we look at what we can fix and what we can do better to uh, create more opportunities for us on that footy field. And... Yeah, that's what Doc and the coaching staff have definitely done for us, um, showing us what we've done better and then, okay, this is what we need to change. And, yeah, it was great to obviously see. And it wasn't a major loss, but, yeah, it's definitely yep. a loss. So that's, that's the harsh part. But um, I think the girls have played their, their best as, as they could at that point in time. And, yeah, North Melbourne's going to be a tough gig this weekend and we'll be able yeah. to take it in our strides. We always talk about how affable and what a good bloke the doc is. I reckon it was one of the first times I'd seen him, well, I'd say frustrated or slightly grumpy post-game. Yeah, well, look, 
Doc's not really, he doesn't really get frustrated often, and when he does, you know mm. that it, it definitely means a lot to us. And the game and footy uh, for him, uh, playing as a female athlete, he loves the sport and loves helping us get better, and he knows what we're capable of. And yeah, obviously, the weekend we didn't show that, and um, mm. that's when we go back to the drawing board, and, and he obviously sits down with the coaching staff and, and does what he needs to do to make us better for the next round. Stevie, on Monday we spoke to your footy boss, Phil Harper. He broke the news that Sarah Allen, all things being equal, will be back this weekend. That is a huge plus for the side. Yeah, absolutely. Our team hasn't been announced yet, but if she's definitely up for selection by tomorrow or Friday, yeah, tomorrow, sorry, I keep forgetting my days, but um, mm-hmm. she's going to be a huge plus for the team and just her leadership and everything that she brings to the club, um, it's going to be a huge plus for us, especially in the back line. Steve, you've seen this league attract so many players from so many different points of the sporting globe. As you've looked around the league, is there someone that you look at and say, I just admire the way they've adapted from being a pro in one sport to being such a very good Australian footballer in this code? Yeah, look, I I still, even though she's gone to the opposite side, I still kind of look at Erin <laughs> Phillips as that type of person. Yeah. Um, She's yep. an amazing athlete coming from basketball to AFL and, and everything that she's shown to change AFL and women um, mm. is amazing. And that's the person that I look at and be like, well, she's still killing it. And <laughs> like compared to a lot of lot of people that I've known and, and liked, um, yeah, she's still up there and still one of my, my favourites and all-time favourite players. Yeah. Stevie, we know that Adelaide has one of the better midfields in the competition with Annie Hatchard and Ebony Marinoff, but Jasmine Garner is an absolute gun. Um, would there be any thought to actually putting a bit of a caller or a tag on Jasmine Garner this week? Honestly, I'm not too sure. That's a Doc and uh, Corny Crane conversation. Um, if, if would you happens, do it if yeah, you we'll were coach? <laughs> if you were, uh, we just so made exactly. you coach, would you do it? You would, yeah. Oh, I think if you yeah, can shut her down, you go a long way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, we, we love it. Hey, I mentioned before about IGA Supermarkets supporting women in sport. Uh, stay on the line. Bum Fluff Benny, our producer, uh, is going to have a good surprise for you. One more question, Rich. Stevie, there was a lot of knocks on women playing football at the beginning, but after the past couple of weeks where we've seen some big tribunals because we've seen that female players can play it pretty hard, What's that telling you about the way in which this AFLW is developing and also just the commitment the players have to play really tough footy, which is contrary to what some people expected at the beginning? Yeah, look, it's definitely changed, as I've stated before. Um, the, it's going to evolve quicker and quicker. I think that's what yeah. we've all got to get used to. And um, obviously there's a lot of hits and a lot of concussions that, that can definitely come from from playing um, rough contact sport, it doesn't matter if it's AFL, mm. rugby, or um, rugby league or union, like you're going to have concussions. It's just the way we need to look at that and how we can proceed to, to make uh, protect female athletes and kind of go from that aspect. But yeah, the game's growing and that's exactly what um, we've got to kind of go through. And um, as you've seen from 2017, when we first started, we just kind of didn't really care and just hit into one another. But now we need to start thinking about how we tackle mm. what we do in, in that in, in and yep. around the game. Yeah, I was going Good to say, even from the first season, Rich, you could never, ever, ever question the physical commitment and or the courage. And that's where, Kim, that theme... 
playing like girls has a really admirable image now, doesn't it? Oh, without a doubt. It's going to be a huge game. It gets underway at 2.35 on Sunday afternoon at Cooper Stadium. Let's hope we get seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 people there. The weather should be okay. Really appreciate your time, Stevie Lee. We've got a $100 IGA Supermarkets voucher for you. IGA supporting women in sport. We ask everyone this question. Which aisle do you go to or which section do you go to straight away to spend your $100? Most likely the fruit aisle. I'm not really flying to on that either. <laughs> oh, well, I must say, most say, yeah, most say fruit and veg. I reckon they're just trying to please the conditioning coaches. We've had a few say go straight to the ice cream uh, fridges and to the chocolate stools. Uh, anyway, enjoy that $100 thanks to IGA. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on it. Stevie Lee Thompson, she's a ripper. Roach. Tip? Uh, no, the crows. Which would bet them into second spot at the very least, and they will be a home final then because they won't be able to be knocked out of second spot or first yeah, spot. Yeah, it's, a, it's a huge game, yep. and I know we don't see a hell of a lot. Of, well, we do actually a lot more now, but I really think someone needs to go to Jasmine Garner. I know the doc's more qualified than me, Roach, but uh, I think Adelaide's in a position to sacrifice a player to get rid of arguably the best player okay. in the competition at the moment. So Interesting you, that observation by Stevie Lee about. Erin Phillips, if she doesn't have her name on the equivalent of the Brownlow in the mm. AFLW, I would be shocked. Yeah, and there's a very good argument for Daisy Pierce as well. She's been a pioneer. I get that, but it just seems you're to a South fit. Australian. It just, no, it just <laughs> seems to fit with Erin Phillips, doesn't it? Well, we're biased. We love yeah, her dearly. I get that, but I just look at everything she's achieved in sport and what she did at the ground level of Australian football. It just well, 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 maybe Daisy's done more at the ground level. Yeah. Yeah, look. We're arguing oh, I think again there's about a very two good very argument grand, for grand players. But well, just, if to me, a, it seems Aaron Phillips is the well, appropriate because you're name. a Port man and you're no, a South that's, Australian. No, that's not it. That's not it. You, just, you can't find as big an argument for Daisy Pierce. I can find a big argument for Daisy Pierce, but a bigger well, argument for Aaron maybe Phillips. Maybe there can be different awards, or maybe it can be the Phillips Pierce. That would be befitting, wouldn't it? It'd be intriguing. Mind you, there's enough trophies named after Victorians, isn't there, Roach? About uh, time you got on board. <laughs> no, well, I'm just trying to be fair about <laughs> no, it. No, you're right. They're two great players. Just for me, Aaron Phillips fits. Uh, we're live from Stillwell Hyundai Nilesworth at 147 May North Road. We're going to cross to the Adelaide Oval very shortly to Tommy Cooper. Uh, oh, we've got a couple of wickets. WA 5 for 174. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that's come through from Chopsy. Uh, we were talking about Glenn Maxwell. He said, crybaby Kim Hughes absolutely bagged out the big show two days ago. Well, I would suggest he be back on board now. All right, this is Kim Barn the Roots. You can have your say on 0427-154-166. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. on a Thursday afternoon, beautiful day out there, 19 degrees, we're live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth, find your next Hyundai at Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. Just a reminder, still coming up on the show, we'll be having a chat to Rupert Sapwell to preview tonight's game between the 36ers and the New Zealand Breakers, that's an away game route, that'll be a toughie, and uh, former Matilda Alicia Canavas uh, will take us through tonight's Matilda's Iran game, shouldn't be a problem for our girls, Rooch. I hope not, it's part of the Olympics. 
Olympic qualifiers to Paris yeah. next year. You've got to believe, Kim, like we needed to believe in the Redbacks. Well, we, we needed to believe in them for a long time, bro. It hadn't bloody helped. But uh, hopefully this year it will be different. A man that played for them for a long time. He's the, he's the I've been everywhere man. Played for the Dutch as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Played for the Netherlands. I uh, wonder what Cappy had on last night. Let's find out as we <laughs> head that late over. Tommy Cooper. <laughs> Hello, Tom. Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for doing this for us, Tommy. We'll talk about last night's game shortly, but can you bring us up to date what's happening between WA and South Australia in the Shield game? Yeah, well, it's quite evenly poised at the moment. South Australia just picked up a couple of wickets after the break and just had a big shout. They probably should have had another one by the looks of things. Um, but it's yeah, 5 for 185. It's very even here. They've um, fought their way back into the game nicely after losing the toss and the Western Australians getting off to a really positive start. And where's Agar having a bit of a day out? Well, he certainly is. He sort of he's, it was, uh, he's bowled unrewarded last game against New South Wales, but he's been the pick of the bowlers um, here today and 4 for 34 at the moment off his 18 and a bit overs, so um, he'll be eyeing off a five for here on day one. So what's a good result for South Australia and likewise WA uh, as it sits now at five for 184? Well, it's hard to tell. But if you go by um, by the game last week where the batting got harder as the mm. game went on, then anything around that sort of 300 mark would be probably pretty pretty around par for Western Australia and anything ah, under okay. that. I think if um, it, it looks it looks like batting's been a little bit easier today than it was during the mm. week last week. Obviously, the sun's out, which makes a difference. But if they can get around 300, I reckon they'll be in the game. If we can um, knock them over for anything under that, hopefully we can go out and bat well and um, mm. put them under a little bit of pressure with the first innings lead. So, Tom, your point there about batting easier this time around it was in the game against New South Wales. Each one of those New South, sorry, Western Australian batsmen has a start. Who was the most dangerous and what's yep. the best wicket that's been taken today? Well, Bancroft probably, like he's a man in form, yep. coming off 122 and then 91. So he was batting beautifully for his 57 and so that was probably the, the big wicket because he's, I guess, the glue that holds this... Uh, order mm. together um, but yeah like I said they've all got starts and they've all looked they've all looked pretty good so um, I guess the big wicket now is Hilton Cartwright who's on 40 odd now and has looked relatively um, untroubled so um, hopefully they can see the back of him and get into the bowlers and um, like I said bowl them out sometime today and get in there and have a bat I see Harry Nilsson's taken uh, three catches behind the stump. So how do you rate him as a gloveman? Where does he sit in the Australian pecking order? I asked this to Jason Gillespie last week. Oh, I'm no wicket-keeping judge, but um, he's certainly been tidy today. Like I said, three catches um, and relatively unnoticed, which um, if you go unnoticed as a wicket-keeper, it generally means you've done a pretty good job. Um, where he sits... Um, Oh, who knows? I think obviously, obviously, Kez is up there in the test side, and he's found himself mm. out of favour in the one-day side for whatever reason that is. And English yeah. seems to be next in line. Um, 
I think keeping wise, it's probably he's probably right up there. Um, but I reckon Jimmy Pearson's probably his batting output over the last season or so has probably been um, a touch better than Harry's. But um, he he batted beautifully. So he didn't get the runs he would have liked, but he batted beautifully for a couple of starts on a tough wicket last week. So hopefully he can turn that into a big score today and um, I guess um, put his name right up there. Yeah, that's basically what Dizzy said as well. Now, uh, someone that didn't go unnoticed last night against your old mob, the Netherlands, was Glenn Maxwell. Uh, well, all the cricket that, that you've seen, <laughs> yeah, the people yeah. you've played against, yeah. um, Who's the most entertaining batsman you've seen or played against? Um, well, he's certainly up there, isn't he? Uh, I remember the first time I ever played him was in a second eleven game down at Park 25, and he'd come mm. out playing all sorts of reverse sweeps for six and all sorts of things in a four-day game. And I was like, who is this young kid? Um, <laughs> and last night, gee, it was spectacular, wasn't it? He sort of... I had a laugh when I heard his interview after the game, how he said he sort of took it easy for the first part of his inning until he was 50 or 60. And that was only about 25 balls. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, he, um, well, I guess, I wouldn't say they were in trouble, but the middle order didn't fire again until they got him out of mm. um, that trouble. And, well, they put on 130-odd in the last 10 overs, which really killed the game. And um, I guess it shows why he's on the big bucks everywhere around the world. Yeah, we see plenty of reverse sweeps. We don't see too many reverse hooks. I wouldn't imagine that's easy to do. Hey, tell us about the Netherlands and uh, what's your heritage that had you playing for the Netherlands? Because you played, uh, how many did you play? 20, 26 one day internationals for them. Yeah, I played a few. So my mum uh, is Dutch and that's basically how I snuck in and got a little maroon booklet that says I'm Dutch also. Um, so a little bit, a little bit lucky, I guess. Um, and to be honest, when I got that password, I didn't even know that uh, the Dutch played cricket. So um, <laughs> it's been um, been very fortunate. Been able to play in a, a few World Cups. Unfortunately, I'm not over there um, at the moment. It's a little bit hard watching them from afar. I wish I was. Um, um, so, but yeah, they So how big is cricket in the Netherlands? Then did you get to actually get over yeah. there? Yeah, well, I've spent probably seven summers over there, um, living in Amsterdam, which, um, which is a great city. If you're ever in need of a somewhere to visit, I, I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, it's certainly not a not a big sport. Um, soccer and hockey are the two main yeah. main sports that all the kids want to want to play and all their heroes play. Um, I think it's something like only seven thousand cricketers in the Netherlands. Um, which is, is slowly growing and um, from when I first went over there, I think it was 2009 I think um, it's come a long that, way the cricket yeah, Tom is that mainly based like we see in a lot of the European nations where you get a lot of Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis who have moved to Europe either one reason or another and they just want to keep in touch with their game of cricket so they start up their own cricket teams yeah a majority of them are Sort of of that, um, I guess, subcontinent descent. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a few because I guess all the all the young Dutch kids. I've done a lot of sort of school visits and camps and that, trying to attract kids yeah. to the game. 
but all these all these young kids that have um, good hand-eye coordination, they watch their heroes playing hockey and earning Correct. the big bucks yeah. there. They've got the best club hockey yeah. um, comp in the world. It's sort of hard to um, yep. hard to try and convert them to something that um, isn't really gonna gonna pay their bills. So um, it is an uphill battle. Um, but it's starting to get a lot more airtime with the, the success that the team's had. Um, obviously, um, qualify for the next 2020 World Cup automatically, which is huge for, for Dutch cricket because usually you're going away qualifying and you lose a game and you're out. So it, it is growing slowly, but um, it certainly faces a, an uphill battle um, when you compare it to, to sort of soccer and hockey over there. Yep. Well, Tommy, really appreciate your time today. Live from the Adelaide Oval, Western Australia, currently at 5 for 197. Enjoy the rest of the day, and hopefully the Redbacks can get those five wickets. Good on you, Tommy. Hey, we need to go to the 4 o'clock news, Rooch, but just a reminder, Kimbo and the Rooch's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. All you have to do is listen to the cue to call, all right? As soon as you hear the racing bugler, ring straight away at 1300 736 736, and if you're one of the first five callers through, you've got a chance to win up to $800 worth of IGA vouchers. But you have to listen for the bugler. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Three minutes past four, we appreciate your company. Kimbo on the Roots with you, live from Stillwall Hyundai Nailsworth. Now, where are they? Well, I can tell you, they're at 147 Main North Road. So if you're looking for a vehicle, Roots, pop out. Say g'day. Some beautiful cars around us at the moment. Great colours as well. Uh, Some of the colours. You like that one, do you? I think that's a very nice red. Is it? It's a, uh, yeah, the maroon, Roots. Well, isn't it's... It? Base yeah. red, you know. Yeah, I, I, had I, like one, it. I had a Holden Bellina like that. Yeah, many, many did it go faster? Ago. No, no, that's not red. That's uh, my nephew believes red cars go faster. No, really, Rich? As a little kid, he he went out with a red crayon and covered up mum's white car really? in red crayon. What's, what's he, go fast? What's he, what's he doing now? Did he kick on in life or is he in jail? Uh, no, he's doing very well. <laughs> is he? Oh, well, he's a kid. He was a kid then. No, I know. Well, it's an old, old saying, isn't it? That all came from Ferraris, didn't it? Yeah, and he fell for it. All righty. Just a reminder, coming up very shortly, Rupert Sapwell will, will join yes. us at around 4.20. At 4.35, we'll talk about tonight's game between the Matildas and Iran. It's a sellout. 20,500 at where? HBF Park, the old Perth Oval, where East Perth played waffle games. And now then, rectangular stadium, of course. Uh, okay, then they play game two on Sunday night, I think, which is another sellout at Perth Stadium. Which is 60,000. Then yeah. they get another sellout, another 20,500 at HBF Park. So 100,000 to watch the Matildas in three games for the Olympic qualifiers to Paris. That is, that is huge, a success Rooch. story. Yep. Now, Laura Kane has a new title, as we know, which is. Well, she's the head of AFL football. Beautiful. I couldn't remember. That's why I asked the question that way. She was on Gettable, which is an AFL.com show, yeah. last night. Yep. But uh, there was an interesting subject matters brought up. Uh, let's have a listen to Laura and her views on long-term contracts. 
it's important for certainty for players, certainty for clubs, fans, and you can build a whole organisation around star players and a team and a culture. I think what's important from a governance perspective when deals straddle two CBAs, one of which is not confirmed yet, Mm. being the future CBA, uh, and importantly, uh, we have change like everyone does, change at board level, change at um, management level, uh, that there's some parameters or some protections in place when the people making the decision may not be the ones that are responsible at the back end. Um, That's the watch out from a governance perspective. Interesting that, isn't it? Where where does headquarters... Because, you know, every time the contracts go in and the trades go in, you've got the integrity unit going mm. over them to make sure there's an equitable value in the trade so other people don't say, hang on, there's a bit, something's not right. Yeah. Although there were a couple last year that you still raise your eyebrows. Well, that Geelong uh, one, remember that one? Yes, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was weird. And now, we go back to the Buddy Franklin one, the way that they were viewed for going... Everyone thought but, that but was that's impossible. The classic, but that's the classic they example. they got penalised. So where Laura's saying there, they have to... Look after because in the end you sign a contract with the AFL as a player, not the club. Mm. The club is the subcontract. Like, how can you then say to Sydney, "Well, we think he'll never reach the end of this contract. You're being irresponsible." Mm. Well, they've proven to be actually quite right with that contract. That was spot on. Hey, I know this next one. You'll enjoy this. I don't know if you'll enjoy the answer or not. But secret uh, herbs and spices. Yes, Laura was posed a question about free agency compensation. Three C, Linesy. <laughs> we don't currently reveal player salaries, so uh, it's all it's connected, and wholesale change um, would be required to reveal or look at some aspects of um, free agency. But we did, uh, you know, flag with clubs ahead of the period that we would review it. We would we have the benefit of a um, four year CBA term remaining. Um, the fifth year just gone and we have certainty around things like the broadcast deal. So to that end, we're able to look at different rules and different mechanisms uh, and what needs to be captured in things like compensation for free agents to make sure that it's reflective of the market. That's not any clearer, is it? No, but that's the point. (laughs) The point is that unless you make salaries public, so then we can crunch in the numbers. If we knew the formula was this is the salary, this is the length of the contract, these are the other herbs and spices that are mixed in. Like, mm. like some of them we know, Kim, you know, about length of contract. That's always declared. Age, Age is always declared. What um, Dollar level value. you were at, whether you're restricted or unrestricted, mm. what rewards you have won, all that sort of... Now, the, the key one that we need to know what the formula works off is salary. Now, we've had this debate for a long time. Mm. Does the game, like many other sports at professional level, have a better look with people knowing the salary rather than guessing them. Look at what we're hearing now about Ben Mackay and his Mm. front-ended contract. Now, how much of that is fact and how much of that is guessing? And we remember when Max Gorn made the very point that when when his salary was guessed in one of those Herald Sun, you know, top 100 salaries, he had to go home and explain to his wife that he wasn't hiding 200,000 under the mattress. But, But he was. He wasn't, Kim. <laughs> Don't say that. But uh, so, and the other, the key point that was always explained to me when I asked uh, the US, sports, it's all very well for Max to say that. I but know, in all honesty, yeah. you just go and say, "There you go, Dale. There's yeah, the contract." Would, yeah. Yeah. But I think he was making a point that mm. people then think they are on inflated salaries. Now, the advantage of publicly declaring them is, if Kim, say you were playing at North Melbourne, and they're paying you four hundred and fifty thousand a year, nice salary, Kim. Well done. Mm. But I'm at Essendon now. Hey, they're underpaying him. We, we value him more than a 450000 We can get him. 
by going to him and saying to his manager, we'll give you 600. Yeah, but they do that with the managers anyway. I know. So why why do we go through this farce every year of people guessing? I, I get the argument for both sides. Um, you know, just because you're a professional athlete, why does your salary have to become public? Well, there's a lot of so public apply. declarations of salaries. Someone's discovered there's a horn in new cars in here, Roach. Sounds good too. Yeah. Um, Roach... Uh, we won't go to that now. I'm just having a look. A few texts caught my attention. Sorry. Uh, we've got a text here saying, boys, uh, Tommy from Ireland. Hey, boys, I've just jumped on. Did I win nearest the pin oh. last night? <laughs> Tommy does that all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, you didn't, Tommy. I can tell you we had two winners. Uh, Beats from the Bay had Australia to win and uh, had them scoring 400. And the Bandit from Finden had Australia to win and them scoring 398. So they won a $50 IGA voucher. Now, just quickly, you may have heard that bugle go, Roach. The phones, the switchboard. They light up. up. Yeah, so congratulations. We have five more entrants Good. going into the draw. Reese from Clarendon, Jason from Melrose Park, Ross from Christie's Beach, Michael from Aberfoyle Park, and uh, oh, unless that's a typo, it looks like McKaylee. Um, McKaylee from Seaton. So congratulations, you're all nice. in the draw. Well Good luck. Now, Ethel sent you a message, Roach. Hello, Ethel. I might see Ethel on Saturday. Uh, all right. Well, uh, she'd be looking forward to that, I think. She'll have a shotgun with her. Um, she's already taken out some stalking and restraining orders on you, Roach. Oh. Um, you were talking about logging on to LinkedIn. For freelance journalism notifications that came okay, my way so and I saw the Nathan Bassett announcement from Mercedes College. Alright, well Ethel has said, um, Rucci, you lifeless human being. Thank you. I would like to hire you to write my eulogy. Ah. Ethel from Ethelton. Yes, yes, that could be a challenge, couldn't it? That would be an interesting eulogy to do. Mm, she's been married four times, 94 years of age. Good on you Ethel, we love your text. You're very you remember funny. Stormy Summers? Well, I don't know. I remember, you remember? Her. Yeah, well, I remember she was a, wasn't, oh, I don't want to get this wrong. Didn't she have a restaurant or she was a stripper or a, an exotic well, dancer, sorry? Well, and she had an establishment. Can we put it that way? Well, well I thought mine was more accurate. <laughs> she wanted me to write her biography. Oh, were well, you a regular? Had no, it was actually. I, 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 I was thinking it was Bob Francis who recommended me oh, to it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that no. takes us back a bit, doesn't it? Well, I think you might have just dobbed yourself in there, Rich. No. Hey, but Kim. what do you do in your private life? That's up to you, no, Rich. Kim. There was no need to make that public. But let's just say that um, after a while we realised it couldn't be published. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think I've just learned a bit more about you, Rich. Uh, that's awkward. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Seventeen on a Thursday afternoon. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth, located at 147 Main North Road. Beautiful dealership out here. Big thank you to the team and dealer principal, Daniel Monday. Uh, we love it when we get round all the Hyundai dealerships routes. Just quickly at the Adelaide Oval, we've got another wicket. Western Australia now six for 204. Go, now, you Redbacks. Michael has sent through a text. I read out who's qualified for the Kimbo and Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. And he says, boys, get it right. Mickey from Seaton, not Macala. Well, I can only read what's well, on Whoa, 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 hang on. Let's hold the bus here. Mm-hmm. How would Michael know that? 
Well, whether it's Macala, well, maybe he's from Seaton and he thinks it's him, but it could be a Macala. Anyway, um, oh. Michael will let Bumfluff Benny sort that out back yep. in the studio. I'm sure he'll get it right on the day. Yep. Roach, uh, after 4.30, we'll be t- talking to Alicia Canabas, former Matilda, about uh, tonight's game that gets underway in Perth at 9.30 our time. Channel 10 for your viewing at 9.30 Adelaide time. I'll be watching, Roach. I was very interested yesterday when Ellie Carpenter, the defender, um, for the Matildas, spoke about the support they're getting post the World Cup. Incredible post World Cup. Uh, I think Australia's really gotten on board with us, and I think we've changed football in Australia. I don't think there's any question of that. So it's a sellout tonight, 20,500. Sunday night, sellout for 60,000. And then the third game sold out again, 20,500. And at the time we're saying that, Robbie Slater has written a column today, right now, where are the crowds for the A-League? Mm. So, well, you highlighted that yesterday. They are really poor. Mm. Got to take a break. Rupert Sapwell coming up next. We're going to talk about the 36ers taking on the New Zealand Breakers. We're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Four twenty-four, Kimbo on the reach with you. We are live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth here at one forty-seven Main North Road, Nailsworth. If you're looking for a new Hyundai, pop out and see the team. Big thank you to dealer principal Daniel Mundy. Before we get to our next guest, stack of text coming through about that last revelation of yours, Roach. A little too much information, but AJ has sent through a text saying, "Wow, we Roach frequented an establishment on Light Square in his younger days. You go, Roach. I Love didn't. how you're owning I it." didn't. I just met Stormy Summers about riding her bike. Well, and a lot of other texts coming through. Wasn't even at Light Square. All right. Well, they've renamed you Stormy Roochie now. You've got a new nickname. Probably too much information, Roach, so we apologise to our next oh, guest, Rupert Sapwell. He's a superstar in the basketball world. Took three titles out. Played for East Melbourne, East Side Melbourne, South East <laughs> Melbourne, Geelong, Adelaide from 1907 to 2002. And Cairns, I know. And to preview tonight's game between New Zealand and the 36ers, which gets underway at 5pm, he joins us now. Hello, Roop. G'day, Jez. And part of the SEN game-calling crew every game night at home, too. So very proud of you. I was going to get to that. You are our expert. That's why we've got you on. Now, give an honest answer here. Out of those five clubs... Where did you have your best experience in basketball? Oh, Adelaide, uh, unquestionably. We won three championships there, so that's pretty good. Yep. I stayed here. Both yep. my kids are here and consider myself South Australian now, even though I was born uh, south south of this border almost. So, no, very uh, yep. proud South Aussie now and can't wait for our home team to do a bit better. Yeah, well, Rube, it's interesting. We've spoken to you a few times over the journey and we speak to a lot of people about basketball and uh, we're a proud basketball state, but uh, it's been a bit difficult for us lately. Uh, Last year, we had great optimism when we spoke to CJ at the start of the season, yet the start of this season, everyone had Adelaide finishing bottom. How are we tracking? Well, uh, rightly so, uh, finishing at the bottom after our pre-season efforts. They were Mm. woeful. 
But what I would say is it was the pre-season this team had to have because it sorted out a few things, got a few rotations in line, figured out that, okay, we're actually not very good at that. Let's put that on the back burner. So it sorted a few things out. I would have liked to have seen the team with maybe three or four more pre-season games so that we didn't, Mm. you know, have the slow start to the season that we've had. It hasn't been bad since the season proper started. It's just that the, the results have been poor, but the actual performances have been significantly better. Rupert, it is New Zealand in New Zealand at a time when the Breakers have come back from a US tour, so they've been in planes as well. They've only played three games so far. Is attack the best form of defence against the Breakers for this game? It, uh, oh, it's hard to say with the Breakers because there's a lot of talent. Okay. They're coached very, very well. When the 36ers came back from the US last year, it took uh, yep. them a few games to get going. Uh, they were uh, straight away matched against Melbourne, you know, the Melbourne United, who are going to be the favourites this year for the title. They are absolutely stacked at the moment. And they played them really tough all the way through. So it doesn't look like there's been any US hangover for the Breakers. Now, the bad news is the 36ers have to go in there at home against a Breakers team who isn't playing bad, uh, but we hope that there might be a bit of a lag there still. And I would say that... Uh, yep. Uh, on paper, the New Zealand Breakers should win tonight, but very happy to Ooh. see the Sixers get the winning column against Perth last weekend. And uh, I would say that we are definitely trending up the Sixers. But what's the best way to start this game if you're thinking about all those issues of travelling long long haul against the US? Is it best to just go very hard first up, just to see how they settle yeah, on their own feet? Yeah, I think you're right, Richard. There's, there is a... You have to, you know punch first. I definitely believe that. Yep. And we have been reasonable. I mean, since Dejan Vasiljevic has been in, we have started really fast. Like, he goes straight away. He's an absolute burner of an offensive player, and he's going to get shopped up no matter what. And if they're going in, then look out. Got Trey Kell, of course, who's his backcourt running mate, and Mitch McCarron, all there, who can mm. uh, push the ball up the floor. And we've been playing very well with Jacob Wiley and Isaac Humphreys. Isaac Humphreys had a monster game last week against Perth. So, very tidy starting five, but one that's capable of putting out points, but also playing defence. And last thing you want okay. to do is, you know, score lots and have more scored on you. So, uh, yeah, yep, yep. Sixers definitely have more starting fast, but need to tonight for sure. Mm. Hey, Rube, you mentioned DJ Vasilovic. Were you impressed with the way that he called the team meeting and took a bit of control after the loss to Phoenix? Uh, yes, I, I, I knew there was a meeting. I didn't know if he was the one who called it. Maybe it was just to learn everyone's name. He's brand new to the club, so you know, he's, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, he's, he's um. Well, but what I love about him is that he's uh, in previous years he's just been designated as a shooter. So more often than not, just has to stand in the corner and wait till someone sets a screen for him. But he's been given the ball a bit more by CJ Bruton, which means he's making more decisions on the ball and he's involved in on-ball screens a lot. And that upsets the defense a lot because you have to change your defensive schemes when he's coming off screens. And that then allowed other players like Isaac Humphreys, like Jacob Wiley, like uh, Kyron Galloway to get their points because he was drawing so much attention. So uh, things change when DJ has come in for sure and he's absolutely looking for his shots uber aggressive and that just means the defence has to change their stuff so be prepared for very aggressive defence from New Zealand 
tonight as well. Okay. Yeah, well, we spoke to Jason Kadee last Friday, and he said it was DJ that uh, instigated the meeting, and he found it really impressive. Uh, got to go to the news. Quick tip. What's, how's it going to end up tonight? Tough assignment for Adelaide. I don't think they're going to win, get the win in New Zealand, but I do expect to continue uh, their rise in form. So we'll play well, but not win. Rupert, okay. loving your work, and we love having you a part of the SEN team. We'll watch the game with interest tonight. Mm. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jens. Rupert Sapwell there, so not expecting a victory, Roach. Hopefully oh, we'll get over the line. go hard early and get such a lead that they can't be pulled back. Just quickly, news coming up at the Adelaide Oval, West Australia, 7 for 208. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai at Nailsworth, thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Kimbo on the Reach with you. We're live from Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. Find your next Hyundai at Stillwell Hyundai Nailsworth. It's a beautiful dealership out here, Reach. We're going to have a chat to Jules about some of the specials they have out here very, very shortly. And we love the support we get from IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Just a quick reminder, tomorrow being a Friday, Matt Hill, Australia's premier race caller, will join us after tipping the Caulfield Cup winner last week. Hopefully he can do likewise in the Cox Plate. Massive game of football coming up tonight. The Matildas take on Iran, 9.30 our time. It's happening in Perth. The game is a sellout. Let's go to former Matilda and part of the SEN commentary team uh, who aren't doing the game tonight, but we're looking forward to chatting to her, and that's uh, Alicia Canavas. Hello, Alicia. How are you going? Yeah, good. How are you going? Let's have a chit-chat first. Look, look, it's a sunny day in Brisbane. We can't complain up here. Nice and sunny and hot. I've heard different down south. <laughs> yeah, we're about to 19 degrees here. It's quite pleasant. Hey, uh, how good is this, the Matildas? We're talking about it. Uh, tonight's game at HBF Park. Capacity crowd 20,500, sold out. Sunday, Perth Stadium, sell out 60,000. Then back at HBF Park, sold out again for 20,000. Against a, t- a nation that's, you know, not... not traditional crowd pullers look it's so good and this is what we talk about off the back of the world cup and i think that interest obviously in the matildas and their brand is is so strong i dare say the west australian cohort didn't really get enough of the matildas during the world cup so this is their opportunity to, to be a part of it and get behind them in the next big campaign which is of course the olympics the build up have you seen it because they didn't have to play in the first round because of the world ranking. Now the second round of the Olympic qualifiers, but it's been a gap. There's always that issue about what happens from one campaign to the next. How's the build-up been? Yeah, look, the team looked quite happy in camp, that's for sure, all of the footage that we've seen and and the whispers from inside uh, camp, Matilda's, is, is very, very positive. I think the big thing is they've obviously had a bit of a break after the World Cup and then all of their, I guess, domestic club seasons have begun all around the world. So more than anything, I think this first game tonight will be about getting that cohesion back for the team, number one. I don't expect Iran, with all due respect to them as a, as a playing group, mm. to be too much of a threat right, for our girls, considering how well they played through the World Cup. Um, but definitely cohesion, I think, will be the main focus uh, for the group. And, and getting, I guess, 
the, the three-point snipe will be very, very important. First time that uh, Sam Kerr's parlayed in front of her home crowd in five years. How many minutes are we expecting from her? Look, she's the hometown hero, and I think it's it's really, really important for Perth, right? She is obviously mm. Perth born and bred. Um, we've had some fantastic players out of Western Australia, Lisa Devanna, Colette McCallum, uh, to name a couple of mm. those who were slightly ahead of Sammy. And, and I do say without those players, we probably um, wouldn't have had Sam, Sam Kerr, to be absolutely fair. But she's a, the daughter of um, Roger and Roxy, and Dan Kerr is another famous name over in, in WA with his, I guess, career in the AFL as well. So mm. I think for Sam and, and for the family, very, very important night tonight. And she, I'm sure, is very excited, and I assume will lead the team out um, in front of that home crowd this evening. Alyssa, Graham Arnold wasn't shy in pointing out what becomes legacies from the world game here in Australia. It is about people wearing the scarves, in particular politicians when events are on and then disappear when they're not. So what legacy is this World Cup going to deliver? How do we make sure it is a meaningful one now? Yeah, and look, I've always maintained like that this was the most important part of us getting this World Cup. Um, World Cups are one thing, and we know the crowds will come. FIFA... uh, very very talented at putting on the best shows on the planet in my mm. in my opinion and and making sure that people are drawn into the spectacle we did that very successfully um, with New Zealand I believe in July August the challenge now for football in our country is to harness the interest right um, to harness mm. the the spike that we we naturally had and how do we translate that into our home game into our domestic league um, how do we keep politicians invested so that investment mm. follows into the sport and that was always going to be the big challenge um we see it tonight with brand matilda's being full um the a-league yep. it's better but it's it's nowhere near mm. what i would have expected no. um to be harnessed uh 1500 3000 at a game is good but we can be better yeah. right so, so, yeah, so, so Graham Arnold's point about having to virtually scour the nation to find training venues, if we developed mm. a national base for the football game of the world variety, are we going to go through this argument, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, and then Adelaide will chip in? Where's the right place to do this? Yeah, I mean, we've seen the home of the Matildas out at La Trobe in Melbourne, right? Uh, that's, yep. that's arguable about whether that will stay as the home of the Matildas. Um, yeah. uh, look, traditionally, football's always been in Sydney, right? The base has always been yeah, Sydney or get Melbourne. You. Yep. Uh, moving forward, do I see a likelihood of Brisbane being a factor? I would hope so. We have With the Olympics game. as well? Correct, yep. correct. Coming up in, in, what, eight years or so, and I think uh, the east coast of Australia will be a feature. Um, I don't like to shun Adelaide because, in my experience, Adelaide is such a a stalwart for football in Australia. I mean, yeah, I would argue yes, that it is. good old Hein Marsh, as I know it, is one of the mm-hmm. greatest football pitches in the country. Um, so I, I don't like to write Adelaide off, but it'll really come down to what's coming up for football in our country. Where, where are the games mm. being played? Where are the matches being played? Where are the major tournaments being played? I dare say with the Men's World Cup in uh, the US, 2026 with our qualification beginning there as well um, and of course the Olympics in LA thereafter uh, the East Coast is looking pretty strong right for travel and, and things like that with our qualifications so um, look it, it makes sense I, I would say Brisbane but I'm a bit biased <laughs> you know understood, understood. Uh, uh, Alicia the, the nation has a real appetite for the Matildas now that was highlighted by 60 Minutes doing a wonderful story did you see that story 
I did, and I thought it was brilliant, yeah. a really, really nice piece. I, I thought it was superb, and you just felt like you were getting to know the girls a lot better, and they, they were all so impressive, the way they present themselves. But Mary Fowler, for the youngest in the team, I just think she's unbelievable, and the sky is the limit with the opportunities for that young lady. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Mary and her story, number one. Her family story, I think, is really, really special. Mm. Um, it says a lot about... I guess, um, immigration kids, right, in this country and, and how far things have come, uh, particularly in football. I think immigration is such a big part of the fabric of football, and I think this is a really lovely story. Um, their commitment as a family to, to football, but in particular Mary's football, is outstanding. Um, and also for her age, her ability to engage with, yeah. with people of all ages yep. is just sensational, but she's just so articulate and so calm. Um, I think she's a future captain of our team. I said that a couple of years mm. ago when I first saw her. I thought definitely future captain material and she's just got a good head on her shoulders and feet on the ground. It's, it's really nice. And so too, Mackenzie Arnold. I found it really interesting with her hearing impairment and uh, her yeah. going public with that and how much support that's given a lot of youngsters. Yeah, that, that's a really special story. I was actually telling my mum about that during the World Cup and my mum in particular said, wow, hasn't sport changed and people or athletes like her changing sport and making, yeah. I guess, yep. impairments more visible? How special is that? And showing kids mm. who, who might struggle with that as well in their own right, youngsters going, well, if Mackenzie Arnold can do it, then I can as well, right? So I think... Stories like that and making these girls uh, more visible, it's, it's really, really lovely. Every campaign, be it Olympics or World Cup, allows an opportunity for a new name to become a household name. Mm -hmm. By the time we get to Paris, and let's hope the Matildas <laughs> are there in Paris, who will we be talking about other than Sam Kerr and the company we saw during the Matildas World Cup campaign? Look, I think um, Courtney Vines made a real name for herself since that mm. infamous penalty shootout and I dare say yeah. before, like, look, before the World Cup not everyone knew Courtney Vine. Uh, she's an A-League player, she's stayed in the A-League, she's not one of our players that's playing in big leagues overseas just yet. Um, Claire Hunt is another one who was absolutely outstanding through the World Cup. I dare say she'll be one of those players that starts to rise now as well um, and in reality we need that. We need these younger players to start to come through mm. become household names but keep their performance up as well because Post-Olympics, I predict a very different-looking Matilda's team. We're going to see some retirement. Um, that's inevitable mm, in all yeah, sports. Yeah. But we, Lydia Williams, Claire Poulton-Horn, um, certain stalwarts of our team, that uh, they're on that fringe now of retirement, and I dare say they were sticking it out for the Home World Cup and, and for the final Olympics. So um, Claire Hunt, Courtney Vine, uh, two key names, I think, and we've touched on Mary Fowler before, that'll start to really rise uh, post-Olympics, mm. I think, as well. Well, Alicia, you are our expert and you're an absolute beauty. So all the pressure's on you. I want the results for the three games coming up tonight. Uh, Matildas Ooh. v Iran. What's the score line? Yeah. I had a really good run during my predictions in the World Cup. So this is a bit of pressure. That's, yes, um, you did. <laughs> I'll say 3-0 tonight, Matildas against Iran. Okay. Yeah. On, on Sunday against the Philippines in front of 60,000. Big game. Big, big game. I'd say the Philippines is potentially, uh, there's a bit of room here for a little slip. I won't say we'll lose, but there'll yeah. be a slip. I'm going to say 2-1 Matildas against the Philippines. Okay. 
Two one, yep. good. A lot, a lot of scoring. Okay, Wednesday, yeah. November the first. Uh, Matilda's v Chinese Taipei. Oh, I've played Chinese Taipei, and they're not an easy team. Not an easy team, but I think we'll wear them down. One nil, Matilda. One nil. All right, you know I've written these down. So that's three nil, two one, and yeah. one nil. Uh, Alyssa, really appreciate your views. Love the way the Matildas, as we mentioned, have captioned the hearts of all Australians. And, uh, gee, to have it sold out like this, you, you would not have imagined this back when you were playing as a junior. Never. Never would have imagined it. Mm. And it's, it's one of those things that makes us so proud for our sport. Um, we, we do feel it's overdue, but timing is everything. And I think it's is so it important ever? now that these players are blessed with these opportunities that the sport now get behind them and, and harness it for the future. And do the right thing by Arnie when you see a politician this coming week. Ask them yes. where they were hiding their green and gold in the interim. Exactly. Well, look, I, yeah. I'm, sure, do it. I'm sure there are a few of us peppering them, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Do it. Alicia, don't do Rich's dirty work. You ask, Rich. It's Graham Arnold's work, <laughs> not mine, but uh, I'm there in support. Alicia, really appreciate your time today. <laughs> no, thanks, team. Thanks for having me on, and go the Matildas. Yeah, well yeah, it's our pleasure. We're very lucky to have you, Alicia Canavis, there. Um, it's exciting times, isn't it? It is. It's a Rich, great opportunity before the Matildas let's, and for uh, Australian football. Yeah, what have we got here? 4.47. I can update you at the Adelaide Oval. Yes, please. Australia, uh, sorry, Australia, South Australia doing very well. Eight for 222. We spoke to Tommy Cooper. He thought that if West Australia got anything over 300, that would be above par or reasonable score. So uh, we're going got... to correct you. Western Australia. Well... <laughs> They're on the west of Australia, aren't they? They're called Western Australia. You are a West Australian, but you play for Western Australia. They're the West Australians, aren't they? <laughs> they well, that's true. Well, yes. what did I say? West Australia. The West Australians? <laughs> did I throw an S on it? <laughs> but you can't did, you, did you know who I was talking about? Yes. Well, there you go. But I just like to be polite. No, to I know. I would have done it to you. Yes. Um, the West <laughs> Australians, I meant. Sorry yeah. if I didn't throw the S on it. Uh, 228 for eight. All right, gives us a chance if our boys can do it with Hold the Hold faith, Kim. I oh, know I have. Hey, Roach, uh, let's hear from the Australian coach, Tony Gustafsson, about tonight's mm. game. You okay. mentioned about the lack of pre preparation heading into the tournament. This is a big challenge, this tournament. We have not been together for nine weeks, and mm. today was the first day I had the team together. So we've had one training session going into this, this tournament with jet lag and all that. That's probably the same challenge for, for all of us. And that means I, I, I think maybe initially in this tournament that there can be some rusty performances. I'm going to be honest, I think that can influence because there's a lot of players arriving late and then have only one training session and try to get everyone on the, on the same page. And then with three games in short concession, it also means that we're going to rotate a lot in the roster because of the, the physicality and the well-being and the protection of the players. So don't be surprised if you're going to see much more rotation in the roster this tournament than you did in the World Cup. Yeah, it's the frustration of so many international coaches mm. at the moment. The club football and the big money that's in it and the big contracts make it harder and harder for them. You could almost accuse him of making excuses no, before the event. But they're it's all, a big reality. Yeah, now. they're all it's relevant. It's a big reality. He did touch on the rotation of players. He goes into a little more depth here. We're going to rotate a lot in the roster because of the, the physicality and the well-being and the protection of the players. So don't be surprised if you're going to see much more rotation in the roster this tournament than you did in the World Cup. 
I, I, I would want to see more too. Yeah, We're going to develop this group towards Paris. We asked Alyssa Canavas about the type of minutes that Sam Kerr may get. Uh, this was Tony Gustafsson on managing Sam Kerr. Considering she's coming back from injury very recently, she hasn't played 90 minutes in a very, very, very long time. Not for club either. I think we can expect to see some rotation in this tournament uh, so we don't overload her with, with minutes. And then it's up to me to know when do I get maximum uh, out of those minutes that she has. Is it starting, taking her off? Is it having her on the bench, taking her on? And how do I plan those three games over time? Interesting. The joys of being a coach, Roach. Yeah, uh, got a lot of agendas to work through in this qualifying period. WA, 8 for 222. <laughs> do you like the way I did that, yeah, Very good, Kim. Yeah. I like it. I do <laughs> like it. And everyone loved Ellie Carpenter, but she copped a lot of grief after the World Cup with that defensive error. Now, for those that aren't familiar with the code, uh, but watch the game, the blonde-haired defender, a lot of leg speed, plays with a lot of passion and aggression. <laughs> yeah. Rich, it's not unkind to say that she did make a mistake. It was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, no question. But, gee, did the people go after her on social media, which is the world we live in now, which I think is cruel and wrong. Um, this was Ella yesterday when she was asked uh, how she responded to all the social media criticism. To be honest, I wasn't on any social media throughout the World Cup. I don't think anyone really was in our team. Um, I don't really think or hear about the outside noise. Just focus on myself. And for me, I'm just trying to be the best footballer I can be. Now that we is all the, make mistakes, Kim. Yeah, and that is the best response. Don't be on social media. Yeah, it's just so destructive. Mm. That was interesting. Roach, I, I had a little read. As you know, I don't get on it too much. And, uh, you know, we cop a little bit here now and again. But just thankfully our audience listen because... You know, they enjoy the show. <laughs> um, and they enjoy errors yeah, too. I, I was, yeah, they do. But that's fine, though. A bit of banter is good. Yeah. But I, I was reading the article about the changes that Channel 7 had made yesterday that you announced. With so Mitch Cleary becomes chief football reporter. Replacing Tom Brown. Yes, who's off to Sydney. And Theodropolis here from Adelaide, ex-Perth, now goes to Melbourne to be alongside Mitch Cleary. That's a partnership. Yeah, and that'll be a good one. And that Hamish McLaughlin was taking a year off. Well, did that open the floodgates for people to give their views on the commentary team? Ah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, Yeah, so... uh, Look, and I just thought, I thought, uh, I, I, I didn't read all of them. I... I'll be brutally honest, I, re- I reckon I read about 30 to 40, and 37 of them would have been nasty ones. Not all nasty, but people just saying that they'd rather a few other people not be there as well. I might go have a look now. But no, I'm you, just you, saying, but that's the world... my curiosity that's, that's, on that's, that. the world, that's the world that we, we, we live in, yes. rightly or wrongly, yes. sadly. WA, 8 for 224. We're almost done, Rich. I think we've got about a minute to go. It's been fun out here. So if you're looking at getting a new car, uh, pop into Stillwell Hyundai Narsworth. They're located at 147 Main North Road. We'll be yep. going to a few more dealerships. We'll be going out to their Engle Farm one. Uh, I think that could be next week. And uh, we'll be going down to see our good friend at uh, Morn Team Hyundai as well. I'm allowed in. Which one? With DT. Yes, I mean, I did blow a lot of his money. Well, you did. He's got plenty of money, though. That's all right. Um, yeah, well, that was when we were doing a competition, Rooch, and you weren't I'm very... the only person to lose a competition with a contestant not scoring a point. That could have been my fault. <laughs> I may have got that one wrong. <laughs> that was amazing that night. A big thank you. We'll talk uh, more about this next week to Brasilia Coffee, who have jumped on board. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. I'm waiting for the music to kick in. I think we've got about there it 40 seconds. 
Oh, there it in. is. There it is. That means the show's come to an end. It's we'll been have to a leave. Lovely night. Kim. All right, Roach. Well, you're from Alberton. Come on, ju- let's go across the road. Show me where that left foot was so penetrating that day at Prospect. That probably mean just that day. Well, there's a day of eight goals three. You oh, yes, telling me that day. That, that day. Was a very good one. There was so three. Let's go check your picket. There was three against your mob too, and we beat you. Mm. Right. All right, we've got to go, Roach. You're from so often you get lucky, don't you? I'm sure you'll jump into a car and steal it. Uh, everyone. <laughs> good night, everyone.